The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium unleaded gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Trust nobody. I used to trust nobody. Nobody. I used to trust nobody. Most of the social, I make them go crazy. Hands coming out, always looking for saving. Say it's a shame, but I got no change. And tell me a thing that you've done for me lately. Used to have beef, but now it's all gravy. Rinse and repeat, lifestyle crazy. Got no complaining, stayed in my lane. And this is the way that karma has paid me. I got it, I'm wavy. No way to replace me. One of a kind, the grind is in line. This money is mine for the taking. Speakers are shaking. Wake up, wake up, grinders. It's Saturday. You know what that means. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast here, brought to you by Roto Grinders. We're the Weekend Grind crew. I'm Josh Sir Giant, as always, with my co host, Travis, Mr. Chalk, Mangone, the Mangoat. Travis, happy Saturday, man. How you doing? Good, good. Excited for this NBA slate, man. Uh, we got a, a nice one on, on, on our hands. It's like uh, seven or eight games. I forgot the exact number, but uh, it's in that sweet spot, right? Where we all love to uh, see. Yeah, I think eight games is that sweet spot. Not too many, not too little when it comes to the amount of games. Uh, definitely makes research interesting, and I think it's enough to where we kind of stay away from that overlap situation that we get in those really small slates. Um, we just want to give a quick shout-out to Rotor Grinders Cam. We all love Cam, co-founder of Rotor Grinders. Love seeing guys from the old-school RG crew do so well, and he took down, I believe, third place in the big tournament on DraftKings. And uh, we saw the screenshot life on Twitter, right, Travis? Yep, yep. He had the screenshot life. Even Crane was out there. Uh, Crane actually posted it and he said, uh, you know, that's cute. And he posted another. He had a big score too. So uh, yeah, definitely a good night for Team Roto Grinders. Yeah, good for Crane, man. And he's been just so active when it comes to doing analysis. And it's really cool. You can check him out on SiriusXM Radio. Check him out on Roto Grinders. All good stuff. Travis uh, is going to be covering the NBA grind down today too, filling in for the very very talented Derek Fonsworth, notorious as we know him at Roto Grinders. So you'll be filling in on the grind down today, right, Travis? Yep, filling on the grind down and uh, yeah, doing the pod. So uh, just uh, loading up on uh, loading up on all the content today. Yeah, I mean it, it, you can never have enough enough content when it comes to DFS um, from from these RG guys. All of us very very uh, passionate about this and love putting this out for you guys. But go ahead, give us both to follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at. Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. But without further ado, we got this nice slate here for NBA. Getting excited to keep playing NBA, man. I get so pumped when NBA comes back around. This is just like such an awesome thing um, to, to have this overlap between like NFL and NBA. This is my favorite time of year for DFS. I know I keep saying that, but it's the truth. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to mention here, Travis, before we dive into these games here? Now, let's get started. All right. So first game on the slate, we've got the Cleveland Cavaliers in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Um, We don't have any uh, Vegas numbers for this game yet. No totals. I guess they're waiting on that Anthony Davis news. That would probably be my best guess is figuring out what's going to happen in that situation there. But um, Travis, do you think that this is 
like so Cleveland usually is a pretty heavy favorite in this situation, especially against a team like the Pelicans. But if the Pelicans are healthy and they have Anthony Davis there with you know Demarcus Cousins, Drew Holiday, they have a pretty decent second unit. Do you think that this is a game that could stay close here against the Cavs? Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, the Cavs have not been good. I mean, they've lost to the Magic, I believe. They lost to the Nets. Like, I- I'm not worried about this, like, becoming a blowout, uh, e- even if Anthony Davis doesn't play. I, you know, Boogie Cousins is a guy that, you know, he's a force that, you know, can't be stopped. Uh, so I'm not worried about there being a blowout no matter what. Uh, I, I just definitely think, uh, it's kind of going to be pretty simple. Like uh, this team, the Pelicans are not a, not going to be too difficult to figure out today. Like if Anthony Davis is in, he becomes a very interesting tournament play because we all hate him and uh, he's the most frustrating guy in DFS and tilts everyone and he's got massive upside. So he definitely becomes interesting in tournaments, right? Just look at his last, uh, you know, his last three games, 66.9, 68.5 and 52.6. I'm not including um, the 6.2 game that he had. And this is with the Fandle pricing, but those are massive, uh, you know, scores for him. And he has huge upside. If he plays, he becomes a very interesting tournament option definitely have to uh, be considering him but if he's not in it's very simple just play boogie cousins right like uh, i mean i know salary is a thing and it can be uh, one of those things like oh can i actually pay that price tag for him uh i'm not saying you definitely like lock it in and you make it happen but like uh boogie cousins will have a good game if anthony davis is not in right like there's a very high percentage chance he has that has a good game and it doesn't mean that you can't uh win any money without him right you can but uh, it's just a matter of the overall construction and i do think you if if Anthony Davis is out, you want to be trying to make some uh, DeMarcus Cousins teams for sure. Yeah, well, if Davis is off the court, um, DeMarcus Cousins, his usage rate jumps up to like 41%, you know, and well over a fantasy point per minute. So like, you kind of have to lock him in. And looking at this Cavs squad, I guess they'd stick Kevin Love on him. Like, I, I, I don't know how they would end up handling that if Davis was out. But I just don't see anyone on this Cavs team that I feel like, oh, yeah, this this is a defender that could shut down DeMarcus Cousins. You know what I mean? As long as Boogie could stay out of foul trouble, not get himself teched out of the game because, you know, that's another issue. He's kind of a hothead. But, uh, but yeah, if, if Davis is out, Cousins is certainly in play. Now, another situation we have to look at is the fact that, you know, we're not even that like a week into the season. Derrick Rose is already out, man. Like this is already happening. You know, Rose is just... You know, he was saying, I'm going to stay healthy this year. This is going to be my comeback. You know, I'm happy to be on the Cavs. And I uh, got an opportunity with Isaiah Thomas being out, but he's out again. And and uh, we've been seeing LeBron run the point. And I think that really boosts his fantasy value when he's running that point guard position. When you're giving LeBron the ball at the beginning of every single possession, I think that uh, it's, it's something that you have to consider uh, for DFS purposes. And we've seen a spike in his production since he's been running the point guard position. So if Rose is out once again as well, uh, is LeBron James in play here against this team? Yeah, I mean, if LeBron is going to be, uh, you know, the point guard, I definitely want to have exposure to him. But it looks like Derrick Rose will be back, I believe. So, uh, I mean, obviously something could happen, right? There could be a freak injury or something. Derrick Rose warms up and he's like, oh, I can't give it a go. But from what I'm reading here, it says it sounds like Derrick Rose is going to be playing. So I'm I'm going under the assumption that Rose is in. So, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Either way, LeBron James is always a good play, right? Uh, he becomes a better play, I feel like, when it's just him running the point. Uh, again, he mainly does run the point. Well, I don't know if he mainly runs the point, but he, he does you know half point guard duties but when it's mainly him i mean we've seen him absolutely smash uh he's always a good play i just don't know if i'm going to be going uh the paying up uh for small forward type of route on this slate i think there's some other mid-tier options that i would just rather consider instead but uh yeah lebron is definitely in play on this slate for sure don't want to overlook that uh he's expensive though that's the that's definitely another one thing uh he's definitely priced up and there's some other priced up guys like like we just talked about if we want to play demarcus cousins like playing lebron james too i'm already running our salary josh so that's part <laughs> of the issue uh and that's 
part of the reason why, uh, know, like you said before, Boogie Cousins is a really good play, but there's also a ton of really good centers that have upside that could score a little bit less than DeMarcus Cousins and be worth it. So uh, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting slate. And like you just said, you know, a guy like LeBron James, uh, he's the guy that you definitely want to get exposure to. And same with DeMarcus Cousins. So um, we're running out of salary and whatnot, but uh, these, are, these are both great plays. And uh, I, you know, LeBron James is a play on almost any slate on the calf side of the ball though. Other than that, like, it's like, I'm not going to play Rose. Uh, I have no interest in playing him, even though he's playing Dwayne Wade. We don't have official news on him. I know he participated in practice, so I'm guessing he ends up playing in that game too. Uh, but he's a game time decision. So we don't really know for sure, but I'm probably going to stay away from Dwayne Wade here. I know he's pretty cheap around the industry, but I think it's a pass spot for me. Guy like Kevin Love too. I'm, I'm likely going to pass on. I don't really have a ton of interest uh, in either. I mean, it just seems like it's like LeBron. James or Bus here for uh, Cleveland for me. Yeah, if, if I'm not playing LeBron, um, I'm not playing any Cavs. Uh, an- another interesting spot, too, uh, before we move on from this game, I just want to mention the fact that when Anthony Davis is out, and this has been true since they've been playing together, Drew Holiday's usage just goes through the roof, too, man. Like, he, he's a guy that gets a huge bump in usage, puts up uh, well over a fantasy point per minute with Davis off the court. So I wouldn't mind pairing like Drew Holiday and Cousins together if Davis is out. I think that that's an interesting correlation play that should be considered. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely play Drew Holiday too. I think he's interesting, has some upside. Uh, don't hate him. Also, don't hate Jameer Nelson. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't love his price tag, but uh, he's playing the backup. Uh, you know, he's playing the backup point guard duties, and he's going to get run. Like, there's just like no one on this team right now, right? Uh, there's really anything like you know he'll be on the court against some bad defenders like i don't hate him here it, you know he put up shot seven for 13 in the last game so uh, you know he's getting 13 shot attempts he played 36 minutes uh in the game before that he had 31 like so we're possibly gonna see like over 30 minutes here from him uh and he's a guy that you know veteran that can have uh, just chuck up the ball all the time so i don't hate uh, any of those point guards here and that's kind of how i would just leave the pelicans plain and simple uh just uh you know boogie cousins drew holiday is definitely someone that you can correlate and uh play if you want exposure to the pelicans if you can't get uh cousins and then uh, even jameer nelson as a backup i think it makes it a super interesting sermon option if you need some value but uh, i don't know i feel like we don't have a ton of like like easy value, like, you know, like kind of just like plug and plays yet. So that's why I'm kind of considering a guy like him. Yeah. Now you wouldn't think traditionally, like if, if Davis is out, that it would affect a guy like Jameer Nelson, but it absolutely will because there's so much usage left over when Davis is not on the court that a guy like Jameer playing the two, when he comes in playing shooting guard, playing alongside Drew Holiday. And then when he runs the second unit, playing the point, um, you know, that usage in the second unit without Davis would be there, but that usage, uh, regardless, but that usage in the first unit when he's playing shooting guard and slides over, if Davis isn't on the court, he's going to get more usage there too. So that's where it really does affect. I would need Davis out, I think, to lock in Jameer Nelson, um, but I, I do think he's a fine tournament play. Uh, anything else you want to mention about this game before we move on? No, that's about it. We can head over to the next one. All right, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, this is an interesting situation too. The Bulls, absolute dumpster fire. Um, just, but it, it's been, it's been kind of fun to watch cause we've been seeing guys that we don't really, uh, you know, we haven't really got to see play like this kid, Mark Haken, Mark, Mark, How do you say his name, Travis? I don't know. It's the first time uh, I'm saying think, it out loud. I think it's Markinen. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of interest in him. I don't know if you <laughs> like him, but no, he's no, been no, kind no. of boring to me. Oh, stop it. Anyway, I, I, I'm making the joke because, uh, people were giving me some crap on Twitter about my, uh, phonetic, 
uh, phonetics of these players. Uh, you know, like uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it's tough to pronounce some of these names, man. But yeah, anyway, uh, the Thunder, you know, have this power team now. Paul George went from getting into foul trouble in that revenge match, came back last night absolutely swinging hard. Everyone on the Thunder seemed to just be like lit up last night in, in a huge game, and now they're coming back playing in Chicago. Uh, Westbrook, you know, was you know had a, a one one game where he was kind of a disappointment last night. He, he started off slow. He, he worked his way back up, but it, it is tough for him now because you know there was no one competing for usage with him last season, and um, now he's got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony there, and both those guys are guys that that require a good amount of usage. So I, I don't think that um, I don't think that Westbrook is necessarily like a bad play, but I do think that. We should tamper expectations from last season when it was like locking in like seventy fan, you know, seventy point games like left and right. I don't know if we're gonna gonna see that again this season. And and another guy I just want to mention is Stephen Adams, uh, Roto Grinders own Stevie uh, has been talking about uh, Stephen Adams now for a while. Really loving this guy, and he's just been so consistent production. His price tag has not gone up. Six K on DraftKings. Um, this Bulls team, their, re- their rebounding numbers kind of like surprised me when I looked. I-, I was expecting them to be struggling on the boards, but I guess Rolo was just such a good rim protector that uh, you know they're ranked 10th overall in rebounding, so it's not really like the softest matchup as far as being on the boards for Steven Adams, but uh, I do think that he still puts up a good game here. I do like him on DraftKings at this price. I think that he's eligible. I think that he's in play to, to get to that double double bonus that they have over there. Not as interested on Fanduel where they jacked his price all the way up, but maybe maybe on DraftKings. But anyway, what's your take here, Travis? Is anyone in, in these in this game here does uh, intrigue you at all? Yeah, so I mean, Russell Westbrook's always like, I mean, not always a good play, but like if you're looking for raw points, he's always a guy that's going to get a ton. Uh, I just don't think it's the right slate for him. I understand like, it's Jerry and Grant defense. Someone's going to be like, oh, you know, it's Jerry and Grant. Why would you be worried? And like, you're not wrong. Like, it's he's not a good defender. Uh, Westbrook should be able to ha- do whatever he wants against him, but. You know, there's two other guys there that weren't there last year. They're now kind of eating into that production, which I have not played like any of these Thunder all year so far. And this is like the first slate I'm really considering it. Uh, I'm not considering it on FanDuel because you look at Paul George's price tag. It's still too much for me. Uh, I'm not paying 8300 for him right now. It just feels unnecessary. I don't hate him on FanDuel, but I, I just don't think it's a necessary for me to do. I, like Again, I he, he could be a guy maybe end up falling on. Like if he fit the last spot, I'd be like, okay, I don't hate it because I think he's a good play in this spot. But uh, I don't love that price tag. Same with Mello, right? 8000 just feels like too much. So if I want to play these Thunder guys, why don't I just go over to DraftKings? On DraftKings, we have Paul George is 7600 So that's a nice little discount there. I like him a lot in this spot against the Bulls for 7600 I know it's like, you know, only a $700 difference, but, uh, you know, I want a little discount. So why am I not just going over to DraftKings and playing him over there where I think he's a great play? Uh, and then on FanDuel, or I mean, on, on, not on FanDuel, on DraftKings, we have Carmelo Anthony, so only seventy one hundred, which is a nine hundred dollar, uh, you know, difference. And uh, I'm definitely down to get that, uh, you know, price decrease over there. I think they're both really good plays on DraftKings. I don't know if I'd be playing them. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd be playing them together and like loading up on this game. I think you could if you really want to, because again, I think they're pretty cheap price tags and both guys have upside, but they can eat into each other a little bit. Uh, but all in all, I think it's like pretty simple for me. I'm just gonna. The way I'm going to approach this, the Thunder side of the ball is it's going to be uh, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George mainly on DraftKings and then just kind of uh, fade the rest on FanDuel and whatnot. And the reason why is just like, again, I would love to play Russell Westbrook, but I think there's other options I'm going to pay up for instead. Yeah, uh, I really do like Melo a lot in this late. He's uh, taken less than seven three-point attempts only once this season. That was last game, and he still scored 23 points overall, 32.5 DraftKings points. 
And Chicago, terrible against the three ball this season, ranked 24th in the league, you know, bottom of the barrel rankings at defending those outside shots. So this could be a spot where, you know, Melo could just sit back and chug up threes. That's what he does best, right? He just shoots threes, gets hot, and sinks them. And he hasn't had, like, a big three-point game yet this season. So I think this might be the breakout one for him. And for 7,100 on DraftKings, I just, I, I'm going to have a hard time fading him at that price, you know? Yeah, yeah, again, like on DraftKings, I think is the way to get that Thunder exposure, and then Fan will just kind of stay away from it. Any interest in the Bulls side of the ball? Uh, yeah, no, like uh, I was kind of writing stuff on the grind down and really trying to figure out how to, you know, kind of pinpoint the Bulls and how I would want to approach them. And, um, uh, man, I just don't want to roster any of them. And I think it's okay. Like, why, why am I playing a team that only has a, a 97 implied total? Uh, and they're just like not good. And they're all priced up pretty much. Like, you know, they like fans will price them up like pretty early on. They're like, okay, we know that these guys are, were priced down in, in preseason. They know that they're going to get a ton of usage. So they made sure to like kind of uh, put that price bump in very early on. So I'm not really getting a discount on these guys and they're a terrible team. Like I'm just going to pass all around. The only way I think I get exposure to the bulls is if Paul Zipster's out, which is currently questionable. Then I go to Denzel Valentine, who's uh 4,600, uh, and 4700 on both Vandal and DraftKings. I can get them at a really nice price tag over there. Nice value play that helps open some things up. So that that's kind of the only way I'll roster any Bulls. I think it'll be just through Denzel Valentine if I roster any of them. All right, let's move on to the next game. Now we got the Rockets in Memphis against the Grizzlies. Rockets, big game last night against Charlotte. Uh, Harden finally had that breakout game. We you know broke that 60-point mark that we needed him to do without Chris Paul on the court. Uh, Chris Paul out once again. Uh, Trevor Arizo, we already know, is going to be out, which opens up some other situations, too. Ryan Anderson had an absolute monster game. Rhino on the road, uh, you know, just follows that trend. Uh, you know, every time I say, say his name, man, it just it makes me think about last season, that lock and load spot. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he did good last night, 38 DraftKings points. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, interesting spot here on the back-to-back. Now, going against the Grizzlies, they're really a, a pace-down team, and it's going to slow the Rockets down. And we see that. Um, affecting the game total at only 204 for this game, which is very low for the Rockets. And uh, implied total 101 for the Rockets, 102 for the Grizzlies. So Rockets actually the underdog here against the Grizzlies. But, it's just, you know, that one-point spread, it's supposed to be a very close game, pretty much a pick here. So this might be a close game through and through, which, which you know, we like in DFS. We like these close games. Only thing I said, um, the only thing, like I said, is that pace-down situation lower amounts of possessions for the offense to do work. Um, so right off the bat, uh, is is this a slate that we target hard in here, Travis? Yeah, so again, this seems, feels like a common theme today. Like over on FanDuel, I think I'll pass on Harden because I don't really like that price tag. Um, again, if, if I kind of get some value in like the raw points, like I, I kind of ha- get you know need to pay up somewhere and I have those raw points, sure, I'll go over to Harden. But uh, I think it's a spot I'm going to pass on him on FanDuel. On DraftKings, it starts to become interesting though, right? He's only $10,600 compared to 11500 on FanDuel. So I really like Harden. Uh, I like the idea too, right? He just busted against the uh, Memphis had 39.75 uh, DraftKings points. People are going to look at that game log and say, oh, he was terrible. Uh, and, you know, maybe he's kind of just get finally getting in a rhythm now here. He struggled to, at the start of the season. 
Uh, I don't know. I think this is, uh, I think, again, I don't love this matchup, but we think it's going to be a close game. And we know if it's a close game, it's not like James Harden's going to be deferring to Luke Richard and Bahamute, right? Uh, he's just going to be like, you know, chucking up the ball and putting the, putting the game in his hands. So, uh, and it also helps that, right. That a guy like Clint Capella has a tough matchup against Marcus Saul. So I, I really think that, uh, Harden is a good play here is a good tournament option. Uh, cash games. I'm still a little squeamish about it. And I think it's going to depend on how my construction goes. If he can fit in there. Sure. I don't mind it, but, uh, it's going to kind of be one of those guys that maybe makes like, uh, you know, as I'm making my roster, if I have the value, he slides in there, but, uh, I think Harden becomes a fantastic tournament option that you want to get exposure to here. Yeah. I, I like Harden a lot. Another guy, uh, Ryan Anderson, like I mentioned, price tag has not gone up, uh, 4,400 on DraftKings. You could get them for 4,400 on FanDuel, both very, very cheap prices for, with Ariza out, um, you know, Ariza slides over to the four, takes minutes and usage away from Rhino, and with him off of the court, Ryan Anderson does get a boost in usage, gets you know, gets some extra minutes, some shots. Of course, he's not like a huge uh, fantasy point-per-minute guy. Sometimes he gets a little bit streaky, but this is a matchup where he could pick up some boards. Um, you know, Memphis actually not as good as you would think at uh, pulling in rebounds, but ranked in the bottom of the league, 24th in the league here. Um, so this is something that I think we could do like a correlation play, kind of consolidate the prices. If you spend that, like, for instance, on DraftKings, like you said, I love that hard and price tag. If you consolidate his price tag with Ryan Anderson, right, that's going to get – you're spending 15 k for Harden and Ryan Anderson. At 15 k uh, what what are you expecting out of 15 k right? So, what, like 90 fantasy points, right? Would that be around what you're expecting between the two of them? Yeah, and I think that's fine. I think that's a good correlation play. You can definitely do it. And I also wouldn't sleep on Luke Richard and Bahamute, too. Like, those, both those – both those forward values are going to benefit from Ariza being out, Josh. So I think you bring up really good points with that. Yeah, and one thing I really like about Rhino is not only can he grab boards, is he could also chuck up some threes, and that's something that you know adds extra value on a site like DraftKings where you get the bonus, you know, for the three pointers. So um, definitely something to consider there. Uh, and like you said, Luke, Luke uh, you know, Richard Amute, um, definitely another. You know, last night I missed the boat with him, but man, he, he's he's just been making the most of this opportunity for him. Uh, to be on that court, so uh, another fine value play, and his price has not gone up either. Thirty-seven hundred on DraftKings, just like you know, dirt cheap. And he, you know, he played forty-one minutes last night. Forty-one minutes, Travis. You know, so yeah. Again, like I said, with no reason, that's definitely going to help those forwards out a ton. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is where we find the value here is on the Houston side on the slate. I really like the value on the Houston side. Now on the Grizzly side, do we have any interest? I mean, for you know, it's basically Conley and Gasol, right? Like that's the whole show in Memphis. None of these other guys really do much. And that's why you could see even on the pricing, like on their starting lineup, nobody is above 4K besides Conley and Gasol, you know, and there's a reason for that. And none of them are projected to score over uh, 16 fantasy points other than Conley and Gasol. So um, when you have a situation where they're just heavily relying on two guys in the offense, are those guys that you want to target here in a close game? Yeah, I think, the, I think uh, you know, targeting Conley and Gasol makes sense. And I think if you're going to co- target Conley and Gasol, you better make sure you get some Houston exposure with it, uh, at least in tournaments, right? You bet if you're going to play Conley or Gasol, like I'd make sure to run it back with some Houston as well. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of going to be for me on the on that side of the ball. Like I don't hate if you you know wanted to go Jarrell Martin is maybe a value play, uh, but yeah, I, I 
I, I don't love the Memphis side of the ball too much. I, I like Conley and Gasol, and then it's just like the rest of them I'm not a huge fan of. So those two, they make sense in these up-paced games against a team like the Rockets. They definitely can get their, uh, you know, get tons of points and have upside. You know, you want to take some you want to get these uh slow paced teams in the high paced matchups because there's a lot of value there. And I think between Conley and Gasol, that makes a ton of sense, but uh, there's another, there's another uh, point guard center combo going up against a uh, fast paced team. That's a slow pacing that we'll get to a little later that I like a little more than that. All right, let's move on to the next game. Then we've got the Boston Celtics in Miami against the heat Two oh five and a half is the over under Boston Celtics slight two point favorite here on the spread. Now let's just get into this. Cause, uh, I don't know if you saw the Kyrie Irving news where they had the throwback court and he was like, oh, I know this is an old court, so uh, I'm going to have issues or whatever. They're like, no, it's a new court that just painted it. And he's like, we'll see. Um, that, that was a pretty funny moment. But uh, all kidding aside, we know how good the Heat are at containing opposing point guards. It's a very tough matchup. Uh, Spolstra is just a defensive wizard. Um, you know, he, he does such a good job at containing backcourts. And um, so Kyrie on the road here um, against this this Heat defense is probably going to be a fade for me, um, which is you know which makes me kind of want to like peak interest in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but but yeah that's that's where I'm at over there on the Miami side of the ball. I still got Whiteside out. Uh, Waiters came back. Don't really have a ton of interest. Like in, in two oh five and a half is. It's not really like a great over-under. It's actually higher, which is surprising. It's higher than the Rockets and Grizzlies over-under, which is surprising to me because I would think that a Rockets game would have a higher uh, game total. But I just I don't have like a ton of interest in this game, Travis. Maybe I'm wrong for that, but I just, I'm not really that interested here. How about you? I mean, I think there's reason to have interest in this game. Uh, I mean, we have a team like the, uh, you know, with the Sam Whiteside being out, I definitely want to be lo- like guys like James Johnson and Kelly Olnick. It's Kelly Olnick revenge, right? Uh, you know, he's gonna gonna go out there and uh, you know pour it out on the court and uh, show the Celtics who's boss. But wait, are you uh, saying no, that? I mean, are you saying Kelly Olynyk is a big game power forward? Is that what you're saying? Uh, hey, hey, you just said it, not me. Um, but yeah, I think those two guys are like just good plays, right? Because uh, we know Al Horford, Al Horford struggles at rebound, and we know the Celtics have been killed against big men. Like, why are we not interested in James Johnson and Kelly Olynyk? I think they're really interesting plays on the Heat side of the ball. I also don't hate a guy like Goran Dragic in tournaments. Uh, I think Goran Dragic, you know, he's a guy that has upside here at this price tag, right? On a site like Fanduel, he's seven thousand dollars. He hasn't really exploded yet for a massive game, but I, I think he has that in his arsenal at this price tag. So I, I don't mind Goran Dragic here against Kyrie defense. Uh, that makes some sense there to uh, definitely get exposure to Dragic in tournaments. Uh, but yeah, that's where the Heat's out of the ball. On the Celtics side of the ball, I mean Kyrie Irving, right? We're seeing a massive usage from him. I know Marcus Smart is going to be back, so it's going to change some things up. But he's one of those guys that, like, you know, if someone says, hey, I'm going to play Mark, uh, Kyrie Irving in a tournament today, I'm going to be like, I, I don't hate it, right? Uh, just because of, you know, the usage that he sees, especially with no Gordon Hayward and all the shots that he'll, he can put up. And, you know, I think he's interesting, right? He can be a tournament player. I wouldn't be playing him in cash games or anything like that, but I wouldn't hate it here. I know that Miami is like a, you know, a tough defense to go up against. Uh, and then, you know, they're, it's not the easiest spot for him, but you know, we saw Kyrie Irving have a pretty decent game against the bucks who are really good at defending point guards. You know, Kyrie Irving is one of those dudes that can, you know, if he's going to try and get, if he's going to try and score, he can score uh, and get the ball in the basket very easily. So I don't mind Kyrie as a tournament option. Those other guys like Tatum uh, and Brown and even like a Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is kind of cheap right now with him coming back. He had got one game under his legs and, you know, kind of might, might take a little bit to uh, get back. So after the one game, uh, maybe the second game, he kind of like really uh, bounces back through from what we saw in the first game of the season. Like we saw him just have a huge game. And then he got himself hurt. 
Uh, I like Smart here. I think he's an interesting guy that you can play in tournaments if you need a little bit of value. At 5,600 on like DraftKings, I still think he's a guy that you can play. And, uh, you know, he's going to get a ton of run with that second unit. Just a lot of usage there. So I like Smart there. And even like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's like where I have them projected right now. They're basically projected for 5X is where I have them. So uh, at that price tag, and there's also some upside there too, and all the minutes that they play, I mean, it just makes sense to me that I think they're interesting uh, cash game options and tournament options. We still have Marcus Morris out. Like people forget. Uh, Gordon Hayward is out and that definitely helps those guys. But like another reason why it helps is a guy like Marcus Morris is still not there. Like that, that Celtics bench right now is very, very weak. Uh, so I think those guys are interesting too. And then now Horford, I think I'm going to pass on because there's just a lot of other centers that I like there. In yeah. This game. Yeah. All right. I'm sold on Dragic, you know, getting Kyrie defense. I think that he's certainly in play in tournaments. Uh, no, thank you though. Seriously. No, thank you to, to playing Kyrie. Not going to do it. I think he misses value today. Uh, I think that's a mistake. I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, know. he could, right? But he's a guy that has upside, Josh. I don't know. I just, I, I would never sleep on him, right? Especially with just like the, you know, I, I, I get it. I think there's better plays though, right? Like I'd go to Damian Lillard instead, who we'll talk about later. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, say, say Josh, say you had a 40% Damian Lillard. I don't know if he'll be that high. Or a 5% Kyrie. Uh, where do you want to be on? I'll still take Lillard, man. I, dude, Kyrie, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie puts up like 32 fantasy points today. And, and if I'm yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised of it, but I'm just I'm giving the uh, I'm giving the uh, the tournament take on it, right? And like the reason to maybe be on him that others wouldn't. Uh, I wish Marcus if Marcus Smart was out, I have I think the interest would be a little higher. Um, but I, again, it's just, it's Kyrie Irving, and uh, if no one's gonna play him, I think it's just interesting to know. All right. Well, anything else you want to mention here in this game before we move on to the next? Nah, yeah, we can go on to the next. All right, we got trust the process. Philadelphia 76ers in Dallas against the Mavericks. Two oh eight is the over-under, and the Sixers are a one-point favorite. This is where we are, man. 2017, Sixers are a favorite. But uh, this is an interesting game, and I think there's actually some spots we could target here. Um, you know, on, on the Sixers side of the ball, Ben Simmons might be one of my favorite tournament plays on this slate. The kid is just an absolute monster. Uh, his price has come up. He's 9100 on DraftKings. I think at that price tag uh for some reason people have early in the season have this bias against paying up for rookies and i don't think that i think that might be a mistake on the slate to pass on ben simmons 9200 on Fanduel. i think we'll get him at low ownership and looking at this maverick squad there's really no one here that's going to be able to contain ben simmons man there's no there's no one that could cover him like there's no one on this slate on on the, the dallas side of the ball that could hold uh simmons down so really really like him a ton. Another guy I really like here is Robert Covington. He's a guy I played last game out, did really well. Uh, his price tag has not jumped up uh, too poorly. He's in that mid-range where we like to roster him nice and comfortably. Uh, played 36 minutes last game, put up 37 DraftKings points. Uh, the, the Mavericks, absolutely abysmal on defense, ranking 26th in the league at defending uh, perimeter shots, uh, 18th in the league at, at uh, opponent points per game. 30th in the league, absolute dead last in the league at uh, overall rebounding, which gives Covington some upside because he does grab boards. He has a good nose for the boards. So I love Covington here on this slate at this price tag. I wouldn't mind pairing the two up, Simmons and um, and Covington in, in, uh, in tournaments. I think that's a fine correlation play. Uh, if we want to get Covington on FanDuel, uh, what's his price tag over there? He is 6,600, and he's at small forward, which is you know kind of been a wasteland on Fanduel lately. So I think that this is this is a good spot here for Covington. Really like him a lot. And on the other side of the ball for Dallas, um, 
I think I have some interest here in Dennis Smith Jr. He's a, a kid who's been doing really well. Uh, missed a game, actually dropped his price down a little because of that, and I think that it's another good spot for him to to you know do well in like a high pace kind of game against the Sixers here, where they're not really too concerned about defense. Um, one guy that really thrived last game in the Sixers for the Sixers was T.J. McConnell. Um, you know, do you think we're going to see that again? Do you think that we're going to see McConnell come off the bench and just get a ton of minutes and go absolutely crazy? Or because you know these Mavericks are not really the best defenders in the backcourt. Uh, anyway, what, what's your interest here, Travis? What's your interest in this game? Yeah, no, I'll pass on TJ McConnell. There's other point guards I prefer. I, I don't know. I think he kind of hit the nail on the head with most of the analysis. Uh, I, I definitely think, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is a great play. I don't know. He seems like a guy I just probably won't pay for, and maybe that'll be a mistake. He just he seems like he's so expensive right now. It feels uh, tough to be able to roster him, but again, I know he has upside right here in this spot. But for me, if I want, like, Sixers exposure, I feel like I just want to go to Joel Embiid. Um, again, I, I do like a lot of centers here, so it's kind of making things difficult, but uh, I don't know. Embiid is, man, if only I knew he was get, getting the minutes, right? If he was getting 30 minutes, man, this would just be such a smash bot for him. Uh, he's definitely an interesting play, but I do worry about the minutes, and maybe that hurts his upside, so maybe that makes me shy away from him. I feel like it's just one of those things I'm just like, I want the minutes so bad, I want to play him, but I might have to just keep waiting until I get the guaranteed 30 minutes out of him and just keep taking the wait-and-see approach. But I like Robert Covington. I think he's a really interesting tournament play. I like that price tag, the upside that he can have, especially with the steal and block up side on a site like FanDuel. I think Covington makes a ton of sense as uh, a guy that could definitely be uh, you know, a really good play here. Uh, I think going to the Mavericks side of the ball, like I really like Dennis Smith Jr., uh, especially over on DraftKings. He's like, uh, I think he's $6,000 over there, 6500 on FanDuel. Uh, for 6000 on DraftKings, I like Dennis Smith Jr. I think this is a spot where he could have a pretty big game. Uh, but for me, I'm not, not super uh, all over this game. It's one of those spots where uh, there's guys I'll pick and choose and mainly the guys we've talked about. Uh, and Ben Simmons feels like a guy where I'm not going to just like put him in first, right. And make him a building block. But if he fit, uh, I would like to have him fit, but again, man, that price, I just feel so expensive right now. Uh, Josh, I get why you like him. Right. But it that's, just, it, and, then, just like, and that's why I will roster him and nobody else will. And I will see you at the top of the leaderboard. I guess what's his is he uh what's his price tag on DraftKings? I'm fan I was looking at yeah he's uh he's nine one hundred yeah I don't I don't know Again, yeah those, I love I that I love I love how uncomfortable you feel looking at that price tag like this I hope everybody feels that when they look at Ben Simmons today because I am going to lock him in I mean sure. I, I don't know I, I, I get it I love the kid I think he's really good I'm just like I can play Damian Lillard yeah, uh, but, but at who, that same price Travis, tag who on, on the Mavericks who is on the Mavericks that's gonna stop Ben Simmons tell me name one guy on that squad. That's going to contain oh, man. Dude, Harrison Barnes, man, the uh, the staple of the Dallas Mavericks. Harrison totally Barnes kidding. is going to totally stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. There's not but one guy. Yeah, no, he's a good play. I get it. It's we'll see. We'll see if he makes my roster. Basically. Oh man, I love I love that squeamish feeling that you got. I'm like rubbing my hands together here, getting more Ben Simmons exposure as we speak. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I really like him a lot. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know for the Dallas side of the ball. I think my uh, interest is going to peak at Dennis Smith Jr. Not really too crazy about anyone else. Um, maybe if I was going to game stack a little bit, I'll throw in a Harrison Barnes here and there. Uh, maybe a Dirk on Fandle where he's extra cheap. But, uh, but yeah, I think that'd be about it for me. Oh, you also have the Nerlings Knoll revenge game. We didn't mention that. Have you seen that? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to mention that. Uh, yeah, Nerlens Noel. I don't I actually don't hate him here uh, for a little revenge. Just like the upside that this dude has, he's like one of those guys that either is awful or uh, absolutely dominates. Like, there's really no in between for him. So I don't mind getting it. You know, taking a shot with him in tournaments for that price tag. He might be mad at a guy like Embiid because Embiid kind of like you know came in and was nah, like, they're like no nah, they're like best friends and stuff like they love each other so there's no uh there's no hatred towards Embiid for him like they yeah that last year i remember when he got traded they were like all hugging it out uh super sad because he you know him and joel were really close so i wouldn't see that being uh a narrative there i did maybe he's more like angry at like the the philadelphia front office but i don't think he's angry at Embiid at all because they're they're like good friends yeah i, I think i'm gonna have some uh noel exposure in tournaments for sure just looking at that, his price tags for four and a half K on DraftKings is nice and cheap. Um, the issue is uh, on FanDuel, you know, you just the positional lock. He's forty eight hundred. I just, ugh, I like other centers so much more. You know, if he was like a power forward, I could probably find a way to swing him in. But yeah, on DraftKings, I'll probably have some exposure to the revenge. I'm, it's kind of like this might be my favorite game stack of the slate, Travis. It's affordable, you know what mm, I mean? I mean, it's, I disagree, but if you want to game stack it, go right ahead. I think it's, eh, I think it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Anyway, uh, anything else here you want to mention before we move on to the next game? No, nah, no, nah, let's go. What's, what's the next one on the uh, on the slate here? Oh, and by the way, new news just popped up. Dwayne Wade and Derek Rose, both questionable for Saturday. So, it's something we want to follow. Oh. They're both questionable. So, Interesting. All both, right. So if Rose is out, like we said, you might want to fire. Yeah, LeBron. yeah. LeBron is. Yeah, point. LeBron is going to be uh, definitely in play. And if uh, Anthony Davis is out, then you want to play Demarcus Cousins, Josh. So I don't know how you're off. <laughs> ben so, Simmons, baby. <laughs> I'm team Ben Simmons. Uh, but yeah. So <laughs> let's move on. We got the Lakers now at the Jazz. Two o two is the over under. Jazz, a heavy 10-point favorite in this game, minus 535 on the money line. Super, super heavy favorite. Lakers, uh, you know, looked like a little bit of a, a little bit of a mess last night. And uh, I don't know. I just I don't know if there's anyone that we could really truly trust on this Lakers squad against the Utah Jazz and their uh, very strong defense that they have. So I think that the Lakers are just kind of like a fade for me. Uh, it's like going to be a slow-paced game. Utah is going to take the lead, I think. And I just I don't know if there's a lot of fantasy goodness on the other side. The only guy I'd really be considering strongly here on the slate would be Ricky Rubio and uh, Rudy Gobert. Ricky Rubio, uh, 7.3K on DraftKings just feels far too cheap for what he uh, what he could do. And he's been benefiting from having Gobert down low. 8K on FanDuel. Again, we've been talking about the pricing. I think we fade Rubio on FanDuel. I think we could play him on DraftKings. But Gobert, 7.9 on DK, too. Just feels too cheap. And the Lakers, absolutely terrible at defending the boards. You know, like, you'd think they'd get better. They got some more centers. But they have uh, Brooke, don't call me a center, Lopez, who is like a center who doesn't rebound, which is just super tilting. But, um, but yeah, we have uh, Gobert in a really good spot here, I think. So he's someone I would want to target. Um, yeah, but that's that's about it for me. Like just keeping it short and sweet on this on this game here, the Lakers and the Jazz. I'll have some interest in Rubio and Gobert on uh, on DraftKings, but outside of that, uh, it's pretty much a fade for me. And Gobert nine K nine K on Fanduel, by the way. I just want to say if I'll, I'll fade Gobert at nine K on Fanduel too. Just want them, I want them on DraftKings though. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I love the uh, Rubio Gobert combo. I talked about earlier how uh, you know you talked about Conley and Gasol. Why am I playing Conley and Gasol when I can just play Rubio and Gobert? I think there's a better play here against the Lakers. Uh, we know the Lakers are bad against point guards. You know they're really bad against centers. It's a really you know we like to get these slow pace teams and faster pace games because there's just more fantasy uh, you know possessions for them with more possessions that comes to more points than normal. So. I mean, Rubio and Gobert is probably one of my favorite like tournament combos on the slate. Absolutely love it. I'm probably gonna load up the load up on them in tournaments. Uh, I still think there are also cash game options too that you can play as well. Just think it's a fantastic spot for the Jazz. Uh, I'm gonna load up on them. Those two won't really play many other than like think about this. The Utah Jazz have a 106 team total. You don't see that too often, and they're minus 535 favorites. Like it's clear that they're gonna probably do really well here. Uh, I, I'm just gonna load up on these guys in tournaments. Um, I mean, they're Guys, I absolutely love on this slate. Travis, Travis, this, this, how about this though? Derek Favors on. I, I can't believe. I thought I was looking at an, an error here. Forty eight hundred on DraftKings uh, against the team that ranks last in the league at his position. Yeah, I think I think Favors is an interesting guy that you can play too as like a tournament option. Don't hate him uh, for sure, but uh, I don't know. For me, it's like Rubio and Gobert. I like a lot more. If you want to get cheap exposure to them through favors, I don't hate that. But other than that, I'm just mainly, that's kind of where I'm going to keep my Utah exposure. Now I understand why you hate the Lakers, uh, right? It's the taking, you know, a team that is going against the, you know, the, one of the slowest paced teams in the league, uh, you know, and you know, Lakers are not that great of a team. They have a really low team total at 96. This might be one of the lowest team totals they have all year. Uh, at least with like this kind of starting group here. I kind of, uh, you know, I think I can intrigue you in one option, and it's because he's got a discount on DraftKings. Uh, how about Lonzo Ball? Uh, I, I don't hate him here in this spot. Uh, I get it, right? He kind of had a disappointing game yesterday. This isn't the greatest game environment for him with the pace and whatnot, but the matchup, Lonzo Ball. He he has triple double upside, right? He he can he can get a triple double. He can fill it up in all the categories. He's only sixty six hundred, which is a pretty cheap price tag. Um, I don't know. I just think there's like he can pay this price tag off at a pretty high like. It, Again, it's not the easiest matchup, right? And I don't expect him to pay this price tag off a ton, but everyone is going to stay away from him. We're getting a, a price decrease on him, and he's a guy that can go for like 50 fantasy points at 6,600. And just look look at the 6,600 price tag and find me guys that have the upside that he has shown so far this year. Um, you know, you can, got, you can go a guy like Eric Gordon, um, who, no, nah, I'll pass on him. You can go James Johnson, who I like too. I think he's a good play. Tobias Harris. Um, you know, who's not a bad play there. There's guys around here that you can go, which uh ball could probably fall, you know, fall away and just kind of people ignore, but I just don't hate him. I think he's an interesting tournament play. feels like a guy that maybe I, I don't end up rostering, but I kind of want to maybe get exposure if I was playing a lot of lineups, but, um, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm kind of like babbling over and over about it, but I just think it's interesting that he's got such a price decrease and he can fill the stat sheet. Um, so I don't hate him, but for me, it's more of the Utah, uh, Jet. Utah Jazz side of the ball, and I'll pass on most of the other Lakers. No, I get it. You know, the, the only issue I'm having is this Lonzo is very turnover prone. He's had multiple turnovers in all but one game this season, and that was the game against Washington. And uh, Rubio defense is not something I usually like to target against. And Rubio, we know he has an upside for stealing the ball, you know, grabbing the ball away from other point guards. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another, you know, huge turn, turnover performance from Lonzo. Now, I don't know if that would be enough to stunt his – Fantasy performance at this price tag. I do like his price tag on DraftKings. We do get a discount on him. So I see what you're saying there, and I agree with that. But anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the next game? 
Yeah, again, he's not a guy I'm like loading up on, but I just think it's interesting at the price tag. But yeah, we can move on. The Lakers, again, like it's kind of like the Bulls, right? Super low total. Uh, definitely worried that they're going to get beat down a little bit. So I'm definitely kind of uh, worried about that team as a whole. All right, so let's move on to the next game. We have the Suns uh, in Portland against the Trailblazers. Biggest total on the slate at 218.5 points. The Trailblazers, heaviest favorite on the board as well. They are favored to win by 12 points here. And uh, minus 600 on the money line, second biggest favorite on the board with that. Uh, it's just, what do we do with this, Travis? We, we have a huge blowout potential here in this game. We've seen the Suns get blown out before. We've been stuck watching Devin Booker get like 20 minutes and doing nothing. So, uh, so how do we handle the situation? I think like for me, uh, I might want to try to pinpoint some value. Uh, maybe a guy like Warren who's very cheap. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I just. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with this. This total here. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I worry. I like the total, right? I mean, two eighteen point five. We definitely like that. But I do worry that this game could get out of hand, right? We saw saw the Blazers winning by fifty last time against the Suns, uh, and that was without CJ McCollum. So. Uh, I definitely worry that the Suns could absolutely destroy it here. Uh, you know, kind of looking, just look back to this. Like, I understand more and more now maybe why you want a game stack, that Mavs game, because the game flow could lead to, uh, you know, a closer game down the stretch and maybe some overtime possibly. Um, I, I think this is one of the better game, you know, games to stack up though, but I do worry that the game won't be stayed close won't stay close but if the game does stay close right if i game stack this game and it stays close you're gonna have to have these guys in this on on your team right that's one reason why i like this as a game stack because if this thing stays close uh, i mean i mean you're gonna need these guys right you're gonna need devin booker he's gonna be a guy if this game is close he's gonna be a part of the reason why uh tj warren is an interesting guy that i think you can go to um you know he's he struggled a little bit and then he had that rant he had a random really good game against utah but he struggled the like, two games before with the new you know with the new coach and whatnot so um, I don't know. I, I love TJ Warren. He's, I'm having trouble with him, but I think this spot, he could be interesting. Worry that he gets some Alfredo Camino defense, though, uh, and, uh, you know, that kind of length can kind of bother a shooter like that at times. Uh, also, a guy like Josh Jackson, he's an interesting play for cheap price tag, but, again, not, not in love with him. I'm curious what's going to happen with Marquise Chris, right? That's really the big news here. Uh, I like his price tag, right? 4700 on a site like FanDuel. Uh, he has upside. He's flashed that for us, and he's questionable for this game. So kind of just need to get that news on him. And I think that's important for me to make some decisions on the, on the, you know, that side of the ball uh, on the Portland side of the ball. I mean, I love Damian Lillard. He's one of the top players on the slate. I do really, really worry about the blowout. That's definitely something to be concerned about, but the amount of upside that he could have here is just huge going up against like, against a guy like Mike James, who again, Mike James, another guy that could be a value play uh, pretty cheap for $4,400. Uh, you know, I think he's a guy he has definitely have to consider uh, if he's getting the start one, could be a value play at the point guard spot, but back to Damian Lillard, awesome play like him. One thing you can also do too, is like, if everyone's on Damian Lillard, I like to do this. Just, just go over to CJ McCollum. People are just not going to play Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum together. And they probably shouldn't because they mainly don't both go off together. But if Damian Lillard does not do well, it's probably because CJ McCollum took a lot of those shots and made a lot of those shots and definitely, uh, you know, did a lot, you know, carried around more of the usage and just kind of carried the load uh towards the end of the game so uh that's kind of i, I kind of like that as like maybe a gpp pivot if lillard is high owned and then nurkic oh man he's 6400 on DraftKings. he's 7000 on fanduel nurkic hasn't really had uh, a ton of massive games yet i just think i think this is a spot i'm still gonna wait and see i understand it's not uh you know, he feels he feels so underpriced right? i don't mean to cut you off but nurkic man 7k and fanduel 6.4 in DraftKings put up 11 11 and 11 with a block uh, with a steal 
rather, and an assist, you know, in, in 23 minutes in that last game against them. Phoenix ranks 20th in the league at rebounding. You're not going to play Nurk at this price? I mean, you also have to worry, right? There's, there is also, like, blowout risk, too. Like, I definitely worry about that. And there's other centers I just like. Like, we talked about a bunch of centers already. Uh, so, again, I'm I think I'm just going to pass. And there's also, uh, you know, a couple centers coming in this next game. I'm going to have some, a little bit of interest in. So I just think there's too many centers and uh, there's, there's too many, there's too many ways that Nurkic could struggle in my opinion. Uh, maybe not struggle, but there's too many outs on him uh, possibly not hitting the value and just other guys to consider. So that's why I'd get out. I'd probably get out on him. I'm still just going to keep waiting and seeing with him, but I, I get why people might have interest. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to mention about this game before we move on to the last one? No, let's hit the last game. All right. We've got the last game of the night. The Detroit Pistons in L.A. against the Clippers. 207.5 is the game total. Clippers are a seven-point favorite at home. Uh, you know you want to start with the centers. You mentioned the centers in this game. I, I don't know, man. Like, DeAndre Jordan and Drummond are guys I would normally target, but I just feel like they're going to tangle each other up on the boards tonight, and I just have a hard time, um, you know, like, like doing and here's the thing like I do like Drummond guys a lot of upside talented talented guy but he is foul prone and DeAndre Jordan is known as one of the best uh you know foul you know drawers of fouls in in the paint in the league he just he he's so good at drawing those fouls and getting other guys in foul trouble and if he gets Drummond if Drummond falls in that trap and gets into foul trouble DeAndre's gonna have a field day on the boards right so I don't know I don't know I, I think Drummond's a fade for me maybe some DeAndre exposure um in tournaments but really not too crazy about it but let me hear your take on this game here travis yeah i wouldn't worry about that i mean so i have the andre jordan and andre drummond's head-to-head totals up right now uh free throw attempts for DeAndre jordan is 2.2 right now uh, against drummond in the 10 games so i'm not too worried about that i think drummond is just you know i think he'll be able to keep his hands to himself i know sometimes he can't but uh, i like him i'm definitely think he's a guy to have exposure to right in his uh in his games against uh, deandre jordan he has uh, had the best of him so far uh in the 10 games uh it's 15.8 uh, points for deandre drummond for uh andre drummond and 12.3 rebounds and then deandre jordan is at 9.8 and uh he's at 13.1 uh rebounds so uh you know b- both these guys are gonna get tons of boards like it's gonna happen uh, I think one guy, you know, one guy's obviously going to probably get more than the other and maybe have a better matchup. I, I think these guys are both interesting plays in tournaments, and one of them could just have an explosion spot here. Uh, question is, which one is it going to be? I think my lean is going to be Drummond because just like Blake has seen such like a crazy amount of usage and whatnot. So kind of in the limited amount of minutes this season and hope that he can just kind of keep his hands to himself here again. Uh, you know, I, I get I get the the thought on DeAndre Jordan and whatnot, but what I'm seeing here, Josh, it doesn't seem like Jordan is really drawing the fouls against Drummond. Uh, and with only getting 2.2 uh, free throw attempts uh, against Drummond so far, uh, I don't know. I think Drummond can maybe uh, have himself a nice day and stay on the court in this matchup. So for me, I'm going to, I think, sure, uh, Andre Drummond is a tournament guy that I'm going to end up picking here. And I I don't hate maybe going back on the opposite side with a guy like uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, I'll kind of keep talking about the you know Clippers side of the ball a little bit. I think Blake Griffin, think shot. It seems like he's kind of just like made this his team now, right? Like he's kind of like Chris Paul's gone. He's like look look now here I'm the captain now. Uh, he's just kind of inserting himself as the guy. I mean he's just been so impressive and great. Another reason why I don't think I might play Ben Simmons Josh is I have Blake Griffin for only five hundred more dollars. So. Uh, I love Blake Griffin here in this spot. I think he's a fantastic play. Uh, definitely thinking he can have, you know, have his way here in this spot. 
Uh, more guys on the uh, more guys on the Clipper side of the ball to like are uh, Lou Williams. Uh, I think Lou Williams is a really good play. The amount of shots that he can put up here in this matchup, the upside that he can have at that price tag, I like Lou Williams a ton. Uh, I guess going back to the Pistons side of the ball before I throw the rest of the games uh, game back to you, Josh. Is uh, you know Tobias Harris too? We like winged wing guys against. Um, you know, against uh, the Clippers, a guy like Tobias Harris could definitely have a uh, pretty good game here. So I don't hate him. Even an Avery Bradley too. I think he's not a bad play. I think there's like tons of goodness here in this game all around for cheap, for expensive. Another guy too, just want to mention is Danilo Gallinari, a pretty cheap price tag around the industry. Uh, FanDuel is 6,200 on DraftKings. He's only 5,700. A guy like Gallinari, man, like he, he he's shown a ton of upside. Uh, I just think this game is like a really nice game stack spot too that you can get exposure to. I can see the game being, you know, sticking close and whatnot. Just tons of fantasy goodness here uh, and just tons of upside at these price tags. I, I like it all around. Big fan of this. Uh, what about you, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything they said. One guy I don't think I heard you mention, how about Stanley Johnson as a value play? I know that he, he uh, you know, completely laid an egg against Philly, but they came back against Minnesota, played 36 minutes, you know, put up 12 shot attempts, shot 50% from the field. Uh, also picked up a couple, you know, a few assists, a few rebounds, sprinkled in a steal. Um, he's a guy that I, I think we should have interest in here for value, right? Yeah, I don't hate him at all. I think he's interesting too. I mean, I think this game is loaded with a bunch of different plays all around. Uh, and again, I can talk about guys, you know, Clippers against the Wings have never been really that great. Um, you know, I'd be curious with Gallinari there. It might be a little different, but uh, again, like that 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 price tag on Stanley Josh is Johnson is great, and I understand Josh. I think it's a really good play by you. All right, so, yeah. So, anyone else you want anything else you want to mention here from this last game? No, I think that's uh, that's about it. We can head over to our uh, you know we can head over to the lock and load uh, play of the days if you like. Oh boy, yeah. Let's do the lock and load. This is the lock and load section. Brought to you by the Rotor Grinders Lineup Builder. When you're building your lineups over there on the Rotor Grinders Lineup Builder, check out Lineup HQ. When you pick who you want your exposure to and you're setting that up, you click the lock button. That's the guy you'll get 100% exposure to in all the lineups you generate off of your settings. So this is our lock and load section. For me, Travis, I'm just going to go crazy here. You know where I'm going with this, right? I'm going to do the Ben Simmons lock and load today. Um, he's a guy that I'm just crazy about in this matchup. I think that there's no one that could guard him. I think you know he, for a guy who has triple double upside, and will pretty much garnish minimal ownership because everyone else is going to pay up for guys like Harden or Boogie, which I understand. And I might try to jam you know jam a Boogie and a, and a Simmons lineup together and see if I can make it work. But um, but yeah, he's the guy I'm going to lock and load today on the slate. Game's supposed to stay close. Game's supposed to be high you know high scoring. And I just like I said, I just don't see anyone on this Mavs team that can defend him. So. Uh, ben Simmons is going to be my lock and load of the slate, and I will have tons and tons and tons of exposure to him. Travis, who's your lock and load for the slate? Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, I was gushing about them earlier. Uh, I, I'm going to give you two, man. I'm going to give you the correlation, the Gobert, the Rubio. Give me both. Lock and load them together. Uh, if you want one, you can only take one, but I'm going to take both. Where I play Rubio, I'm going to play Gobert. I'm going to live and die with them in tournaments. I, I absolutely love them here in this spot. Like, Man, I mean, you we we're going to be talking about this all year long. Like getting these slow-paced teams against these fast-paced teams is huge. And the Lakers, what are they bad at? I mean, they're not good at defending much, but they're not good at defending point guards 
and they're not good at defending centers. Uh, we have a guy who's one of the better, best rebounders in the league, one of the best shot blockers in the league. Gets a young team who's, you know, they'll probably be driving in the lane and just sort of shooting dumb threes all game long. Uh, and Gobert will be blocking them and getting all those rebounds against a guy who's allergic to getting rebounds. So love Gobert, especially on DraftKings, right? 7,900 is just a great price tag. Fans will understood saying earlier, Josh, that 9,000 price tag is a little pricey, but I still think you can play him there too. I think he's a good option, but. Uh, for me, Rubio, like you said earlier with, uh, you know, getting a young guy like ball who could struggle and like, you know, get some turnovers for me, man, it's just like all the Rubio, all the Gobert going to load up on them, lock and load in tournaments. I'm going to have them on my uh, tournament teams today. Love it. I think that's a good tournament start. If you go with like Rubio, Gobert and uh, Ben Simmons on DraftKings, I think it's a really nice start for a tournament core. But uh, but yeah. So uh, that's it. We did it. We covered it for you guys. Go ahead. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Make sure you check out the Rotor Grinders content page so you can see uh, Travis's NBA grind down. Like I said earlier, he'll be filling in for the very talented Derek Fonsworth Notorious. So uh, looking forward to seeing that, Travis. But um and yeah and as news breaks if you want to shoot over any questions or comments go ahead and do so on twitter we're there to, to interact with you guys we love doing that and we will see you guys next weekend for the weekend grind podcast hope you guys enjoy the games today enjoy football tomorrow we'll see you soon peace out grinders. i used to be careful about the ones i would turn to turn to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn 
Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only.